Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Good morning. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. We are with you for the next two hours here on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on Greeny join us via the Goodyear Hotline. If you want to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, the number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up, and the fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Amber, good morning and happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, Courtney. Are you one who has eaten yet today, or do you starve yourself until the big meal? No, no, I have not eaten yet. I always get irritated um, with my Midwestern family because they're people who like to eat later in the day. Like if they could eat Thanksgiving at 4.30 every year, which I think is just psychotic, they would. Um, When I lived in the South, when I covered Mississippi State, Ole Miss, high school football recruiting, whatever, in, in Jackson, Mississippi, I grew used to Thanksgiving being a lunchtime thing where by 1 o'clock you're done and you're moving on to your second Thanksgiving of the day by the later time spot. So basically by the second NFL game, it's meal number two. My family operates on a different time frame than everybody else, so I'm usually starving by the time we actually eat, which will be... We've kind of come to an agreement that 2.30 is the hard cutoff because this 4.30 nonsense is not happening anymore because you wait all day to eat and then you then you're starving by that time and you probably spoil it with something uh, before you get to your meal. But I don't know. What about you? You're in Florida. Do you follow those same sort of southern guidelines that I, I love that should be adopted everywhere? So I've done it every different way when it comes to Thanksgiving. When I was growing up, because I had divorced parents, I used to have multiple Thanksgivings to the point where when my oldest brother also would host Thanksgiving as well, I would have Thanksgiving and moms and Thanksgiving at dads and Thanksgiving my oldest brother. It was so much Thanksgiving food. It was out of control. So I was having Thanksgiving from like 10 in the morning to nine at night when I was growing up, which was also glorious, but it was a lot, a lot of turkey. Then we switched to doing just a Thanksgiving. Uh, Everyone would get together in one spot. And we started doing kind of early evening, late afternoon, like you're describing the 4.30. Then some years we tried lunch. Yeah, my, my, my mother would start moving it backwards towards lunch. And this year we're doing 6 p.m. So you're about to get upset with me. Now, in part because you and I are working till 1 and then... By the time everyone gets together and things get settled, we figured that we'd actually do a dinner. It's a much smaller group this year. And we're going out to eat because I discovered a couple years ago the power of going out on Thanksgiving instead of cooking the entire meal. Because if we were cooking the meal, I would be the one hosting it this year. And since I was working, I'm like, that ain't happening. We can go out. Somebody else can make turkey and they can bring it to me while I sit at the table and I drink my wine. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing this evening. Well, there's a push and a pull to that. And it's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, where we dish out a ton of hot takes. Uh, And that is a hot take right there because having Thanksgiving at a buffet, which I have done in the past, is great. But what about the leftovers? What about your Thanksgiving smorgasbord sandwich that you want to throw together at 9 o'clock tonight when you get hungry? 
You can't bring leftovers home from a buffet. That's a cardinal sin. I don't even think they give you takeout boxes. So how do you handle this? I doubt that they do. I have not been to this establishment that we're going to for Thanksgiving. However, the reason that I'm doing this in part this year is because this is uh, the only Thanksgiving that I haven't spent with my brother and his family because they're traveling elsewhere. And obviously I had to work, so didn't get to join them on those travels. And so normally my brother is like really religious about Thanksgiving. Like he's very serious about it. He wants everything home cooked and he wants leftovers, not just for the, tonight, but he wants leftovers for like the next three days. And it's this big deal yes. to him. He's not involved in our Thanksgiving this year. Me and my husband are not big leftovers people. I know that that might be sacrilegious to a lot of people. I'm just like, I'm not a leftovers person. And honestly, I like Thanksgiving food, but it's not like my favorite food in the entire universe. So I really look forward to Thanksgiving, but I don't actually need to eat it the next day. I'm good. Okay. I usually give myself till about Sunday by the time I'm tapped out on Thanksgiving food. I think two to three days. Definitely Friday is a great mix stuff up. Throw some eggs in there. You can get like a nice little like hash brown bake out of whatever you have. For yeah, breakfast. I didn't know, by the way, about this for lunch. I didn't know about this turkey hash until I was listening to our morning show here on ESPN. And I learned something because oh, it, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, breakfast foods, you can make anything with eggs. And I mean, all these Instagram chefs that I follow have all these great ideas that I probably won't try out because I have to work on Saturday, but great in theory. And if any of you are going to try them out, let Amber and I know. My Twitter handle, at Courtney R. Cronin. Amber's at Amber W790. Let us know what your day after Thanksgiving meal looks like based on your leftover situation. It's Creeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Amber Wilson, Courtney Cronin, keeping you company for the next two hours. There's a lot to be thankful for in life, in this post-COVID world, thinking about where we were at this time last year, Amber and I talking off air, we, you know, just the NFL situation alone. I remember there were two games instead of the three that we have today because Raven Steelers was postponed due to a COVID outbreak within the team. And look around your tables this year. Those of you who are doing, you know, bigger Thanksgivings last year at this time, it was just in such a weird place where, People were trying to keep, you know, smaller groups. And obviously, I don't think buffets were a thing last year and going out for dinner and restaurants. Um, 365 days later, we are in a far better spot. And, and there is a lot to be thankful for around that. And just the day itself, I even when I work on Thanksgiving and, I, and I've you know, covered Egg Bowls on Thanksgiving, and, and that's a game that I'm really looking forward to tonight between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I've covered, you know, Thanksgiving Day games on Thanksgiving. I did Lions Vikings in 2017 and I usually do radio on Thanksgiving. There's still something that's really magical about this day to me, even even, you know, having to work in all of that because you know what you're getting every year. You know it's food and you know it's football. And, you know, for some of us have family that we do Thanksgiving with, other of us do Friendsgiving, other of us do stuff alone. And I think that there's something to be celebrated within all of that, um, where this is just a day where you can kind of like just relax a little bit and just push back and just try to, you know, be able to be thankful for stuff that, you know, we're not necessarily guaranteed, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that over the last couple of years, we've all probably learned a lot about things to be thankful for, things that we probably took for granted before. I mean, in this kind of social media, media digital age that we live in, Courtney, one of the things that's been 
remarkable to me about living through a pandemic is you always hear how disconnected we are living in this social media ages, digital age. We're all just looking at our cell phones. We're so disconnected. And then a global pandemic took the opportunity to gather away. And you saw how much that affected people. And at the end of the day, we are still humans who need the human interaction. And we want that in-person interaction. And it's great that so many of us do have that back this year. And I'm sure that we're all thankful for that and all thankful for football and all thankful for another year of watching a terrible Lions team. Uh, another Lions game on Thanksgiving. Why is that? We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. But a reminder, I'm going to always use my platform on Thanksgiving to throw this out there. Fire safety takes no holidays. If you are going to deep fry a turkey because it's awesome and it tastes great, do it outside. You do not want to be going to an emergency room on Thanksgiving because you blew up your house or you lit your hand on fire. Um, I have seen it happen Deep fry your turkeys outside, people. That is not an indoor activity. It's straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Coming up next, we'll get into that Lions-Bears game and whether it's the end of the road for Matt Nagy in Chicago. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If the Bears don't win in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, that'll be watching it all burn down. Bears have never fired a coach midseason. I don't know that they do it on a holiday like Thanksgiving. Why don't you just fire him before Thanksgiving? How about that? Bears fans would be very thankful. Well, you can apparently put all that Matt Nagy will be fired talk regardless of the outcome of Bears-Lions to bed per ESPN's Adam Schefter, quote, in a tweet just now, quote, where it stands with Matt Nagy before today's game versus Detroit, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips both told him this week's report was a, quote, complete lie, according to sources. Matt Nagy has not been told by anyone he's being fired. McCaskey spoke to the team Wednesday and told players what he told Nagy, end quote. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. I'm Courtney Cronin. She's Amber Wilson. Greeny is off today. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com today. So Bears-Lions is the first game of the three on Thanksgiving. It kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. A lot going into a game surrounding two not-so-good teams. The Matt Nagy report that came out from earlier this week, Patch.com reporting that he would be fired, he was told earlier in the week that he would be fired regardless of the outcome of the game, Amber, against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Nagy addressed that report earlier in the week about whether he would be dismissed after Thursday's game. Take a listen at what he had to say. Matt, there's a report today that you had been informed that this would be your last game as president. That is not accurate. You know, I have not... um... 
you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. Again, my, my focus right now is on these players and on Detroit. That's my job as a, as a head coach and a leader um, is, to, is to do that. So that was Matt Nagy on Tuesday. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insiders, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier this morning. And here's what he had to say about Matt Nagy's status on Friday. Again, I've never heard of a organization telling a coach mm-hmm. before a game, you're fired after this game. Well, what if they go out and win the game 31-3? You're right. still fired? Right. I mean, and again, the Chicago Bears history, uh, they've been in existence for over a century. They've never once let go of a coach midseason. Never once in their history. So history is on their side. Look, I think everybody knows Matt Nagy's fighting for his job right now. Sure. I don't think it's a secret, but, but I don't think he's getting fired tomorrow, no matter what happens today. That was ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier this morning talking about whether Matt Nagy would be let go on Friday, regardless of today's outcome of Bears-Lions. Now, obviously, as Adam said, Amber, history is on the side of the Chicago Bears and the side of Matt Nagy because they've never let his coach go midseason. But that's not to say that Nagy won't be gone at the end of this year. They're still, you know, beyond this, six weeks left of the season once they get through the holiday slate of games on Thanksgiving. I don't know if there's much he can do to save his job at this point, but it you know, it feels like this whole Thanksgiving rumor that's out there, you know, they'd be doing a lot of walking back after, you know, speaking with Adam Schefter, the sources saying that, you know, ownership and, you know, on the business side of things, people who make these decisions, that it's a complete lie. They've completely you know, denied the report, it would look really suspect if they end up walking that back. On yeah, Friday. they're not walking it back. He's not getting fired right now. He's probably getting fired in seven games from yes. now, but he's not getting let go right now. When the report first came out and Nagy said that he hadn't been informed by anybody, I thought, well, that doesn't mean that there aren't those rumblings in the front office. Just because they haven't told you doesn't mean they don't plan to let you go regardless of what happens in this game. But once the organization comes out and denies it, then like you said, there's no take backsies there it's going to look too terrible so they can go out and completely lay an egg against Detroit and Matt Nagy still going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears for now Courtney Start strong. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your need. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So Lions-Bears is the first game of the day that oh kicks off a Thanksgiving slate, which also includes Raiders-Cowboys and Bill Saints to end the night when Amber and I will both be. Well, no, Amber will be on meal number one because she's eating at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Most of the rest of America will you probably see, be on meal disdain. number three. It just it's 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 triggering me from my childhood having to wait all day to eat because that's what my parents did. Um, but anyways, um, the first game of the day is always the Lions. I've covered it when you know in 2017 the Minnesota Vikings played there, so that was my first Thanksgiving Day game in the NFL, and. It always begs the question. The Lions are terrible. They are winless again, and it's the third time they've done this in their franchise history, winless entering Thanksgiving Day, 0-9-1. Don't forget the and-one. That was the tie game that they had in overtime against the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but they're in a spot where it's like, why are they always on Thanksgiving? Wouldn't you want to put a better match up there? And it begs the question... I think it's a fair one, but think about it. You already have a built-in audience 
that is going to be sitting in front of their TVs, whether they've eaten or not yet, and watch that Thanksgiving Day game. Why would you waste a better matchup in that time spot, Amber, when you already know, hey, we can put the Lions on, and it's still going to draw 24.7 million people to watch that game. That's the that's the amount of uh, the ratings that they were last year when the Lions played on Thanksgiving from 2016 to 2020. And last year's game over Detroit, where we actually ended up seeing a coach firing after that game with Matt Patricia uh, and with GM former GM Bob Quinn, that was the fourth most viewers of the season. That was uh, Lions and Houston in Detroit. So... I feel like this is just kind of a thing that's always going to be this way, regardless of, you know, if the Lions are good or if they're bad. Apparently, America likes their football on Thanksgiving almost as much as they like their turkey on Thanksgiving. And you're right. Because of that, people are going to watch. It doesn't matter which of the 32 you throw out there. Somebody is watching that game and they're going to be watching it in large numbers. Now, I do wonder because you say, okay, so why not put a bad matchup out there? And hey, they gave it to you if you wanted a bad matchup. (laughs) (laughs) They have delivered this year for you. The NFL has, but it makes you question though. Okay. So if that's the numbers for a bad matchup, then what's the numbers for a good matchup and why wouldn't the NFL want those numbers even more? But the reality of this is that none of this was ever an NFL decision, Courtney. Apparently it was the lions who chose to play on Thanksgiving. And that's why we always get the Lions. When the Lions moved to Detroit back in 1934, G.A. Richards, the owner at the time of the Lions, he wanted to start a new tradition when that team moved to the city of Detroit. And he decided that tradition would be the Lions and the Bears is what he proposed playing on Thanksgiving every single year. And here we are since 1934. They're still doing it. Unfortunately for us, they're just really, really bad. But it's always been a massive success since the time of its inception in terms of ratings. It was a massive success back then on radio, and it's a massive massive success now on television. And it's produced some pretty good memories in years past. I mean, you can think about, you know, all that Barry Sanders did in those Thanksgiving Day games. I remember in 2016, it was before the game, but Aretha Franklin, God rest her soul, did the national anthem, a four minute and 30 second version of it on the piano. It was Vikings Lions that year. It was the year before I got on the beat. I was covering the Raiders and and 49ers out west. And I remember watching that being like, she's still going on. And it was incredible. Like, those type of moments. I think Big Sean's performing at halftime this year. The Lions do it big. Like, they always have really good halftime and musical guests on Thanksgiving. The product on the field uh, just isn't all that great. And certainly this year, between Lions and Bears, uh, the tradition marches on. It's Thanksgiving week, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, has your shot to gobble up some winnings. New customers can play free for millions with their first deposit. Nothing goes better with your turkey, stuffing, and pie than feasting on big cash prizes from DraftKings, so you don't want to sleep on this offer. Playing daily fantasy football is simple. Just pick your lineup of NFL stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll have another reason to be thankful this year. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GREENY to play for free free for millions this Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. Enter promo code GREENY, G-R-E-E-N-Y, to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings, the official 
daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson keeping you company on this lovely Thanksgiving morning. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We're talking Lions-Bears coming up here, a 1 o'clock kickoff in Detroit. Now, other games that are taking place today, we've actually got three of them this year because there's no COVID postponement the way that it was last year, which I thought back about that in watching a Wednesday 2 o'clock 2 in the afternoon game between the, the awesome, Ravens and Steelers. Really which odd. We had already shut back down in Minneapolis, so I remember a friend, my friend Taylor came over and we ordered sushi at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and watched this this NFL game on a Wednesday afternoon where I'm like, shouldn't we be like working at this time? Is this typically a big day for, you know, the quarterback talks, the head coach talks um, in the NFL? And it's like, no, we're just going to watch, um, you know, a matinee game in the NFL, which was it's just so bizarre when you think about it. But uh, regardless, there, there are three games that are taking place on this Thanksgiving day. Raiders-Cowboys is the afternoon game, 4.30 p.m. kickoff in Dallas. The nightcap, an 8.20 p.m. game over in the Big Easy. Bills at Saints. Saints coming off that loss last week. They are now 5-5, five and five, fighting to stay in the thick of things for the NFC wild card race. But let's, let's start with Raiders-Cowboys, because this game obviously has a ton of intrigue. Another team that always seems to play on Thanksgiving Day is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and the way that they've looked in recent weeks, the way that they looked against the Chiefs, makes you wonder, okay, this is still a very high-powered offense, but Kansas City put the clamp down on him last week. Is that a sign of things to come, not just for the Chiefs and what they were able to do, but also, you know, they scored nine points in that loss last week. Dak Prescott went 28 of 43 for 216 yards, zero touchdowns, and threw two interceptions. It kind of feels like Dallas has cooled off here a little bit, especially since Dak came back. Was it Dallas cooling off or was it Kansas City heating up? I, I think that that argument could be made both ways. I mean, you had a subpar performance, like you mentioned, from Dak last week. Uh, the running game was terrible last week, didn't score a single touchdown. But now, of course, they face a Raiders team that has absolutely cooled off. I mean, the Cowboys, we can question whether they've cooled off coming off of last week. The Raiders, I think we know at this point over the last few weeks that they have, in fact, cooled off. And during this losing streak for the Raiders, what's really disconcerting if you're a Raiders fan is they've gotten worse in just about every area. I mean, they've gotten worse offensively. They've gotten worse defensively. They've gotten worse. Their interim coach seems like maybe he's in over his head. So as much as Derek Carr has tried to keep things on track during an unbelievably difficult year off the field in Las Vegas, it does feel like at this point it's too big for him to even do that. And of course, Courtney, don't forget the Cowboys. They were embarrassed last year on Thanksgiving. Now, given that was a Washington football team, that was not the Raiders, but still, I'm sure they still have that memory in their minds. Nobody wants to be embarrassed and then go eat the turkey and the gravy and never taste the same after a loss. I think the Cowboys will be highly motivated in this one. And just to circle back on the point of bad football teams playing on Thanksgiving Day like the Lions, uh, last year, no team outside of, you know, the teams actually played on Thanksgiving Day, not just all of them that were scheduled, but... The, the Texans, the Lions, the Washington football team, and Dallas all had losing records, yet the Washington football team's throttling 
of Dallas was 2020's most watched regular season NFL game. Imagine that. You put bad teams on on Thanksgiving Day and they still produce really good ratings. Now, that game is interesting because, like, will the Cowboys actually be able to handle an AFC West defense? Because, like Amber said, the Chiefs are heating up at the right time. There were so many questions going into this season about their pass rush, about what they look like on the back half of their defense. They switched a lot of things around in the secondary in terms of personnel. Um, And now it kind of feels like things have smoothed out for them. But, you know, look at what the Cowboys have done against AFC West opponents. They scored 20 points against the Chargers, 16 against the Broncos, and just nine against the Chiefs. Um, That's, you know, I I wonder here in terms of, like, whether they're high-octane enough to, if it's just the AFC West that seems to be giving them problems this year, or if it's something else. Now, the other game this afternoon, or rather this evening, like we had mentioned, is the Bills and the Saints. And the Bills are coming off that questionable game that happened to me, a throttling for them at the hand of the Indianapolis Colts, which, I mean, I still can't figure them out this year. That's been, you know, one of my big question marks on the season. What are the Colts? But the Saints are in a precarious spot because they're 5-5 five and five right now. They are injured all over the place. We find out earlier this week that Taysom Hill is apparently their future, maybe a quarterback, maybe at some position, you know, utility player, Swiss Army knife, whatever you want to call it. But I don't know what this the Saints team is because they feel like that they're so injured this is just not going to happen with them in the postseason. But then again, they're still very much in the thick of things here in the race for either the sixth seed or the or the seventh seed because you've got you, you take a look at that um, that slate of, of, of teams in the NFL and the NFC whether it's the Vikings whether it's the 49ers the Eagles the Saints are still in that mix I guess you could probably throw Carolina in there too I think Atlanta's out but you know this is a critically important game for New Orleans to to grab a win on Thanksgiving Day it's critically important if you look at it on paper. It seems easy to decipher to me where the Bills, obviously, they lose um, that first place in the AFC East and they lose it to the Patriots. They have every reason to come into this one and sort of quiet some of those questions that now those rumblings that are now circling that team and frankly, rumblings that are now kind of circling Josh Allen a little bit, too, because he's been pretty inconsistent here. And I think he's been attempting to do too much for that team. And of course, they're facing a Saints team that is not going to have Kamara not going to have Mark Ingram and is going to be somewhat shorthanded. So on paper, to me, it feels like the Bills are going to be able to bounce back here. However, they're going into New Orleans on Thanksgiving, Courtney. And here's the deal with New Orleans. They eat their turkey, their stuffing, whatever they do to like add in the whole stuffing you know, with oysters. Thing. It's Cajun. There yep. you go. C- like whatever they do to add in the whole Cajun thing. I've never done Thanksgiving in uh, New Orleans, although it sounds spectacular and I'd probably love to do it because that place's food is next level. So they do all that and then they start the drinking before they go to the game, right? Because this is a late game. This is the A20 kickoff. So they'll be nice and sauced up in that stadium and you will have a home field advantage like no other in sports on a Thanksgiving because of that alone. I actually think this game is not as easy to predict as it otherwise would be. The Saints don't lose on holidays. They take their holidays very seriously in New Orleans. 
Oh, they took Christmas seriously. I remember that game last year mm-hmm. covering Alvin Kamara and his six touchdowns against the, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you are very right about that. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So they the Saints the are going to be on starting. Halloween. As well, remember the Very season true. too. Like we could, I think Columbus Day, Flag Day, we could, we could go down all the holidays. I'm telling you, the Saints they win on holidays. That is, um, that is a very fair point because I, I do think back to that Christmas Day game. I mean, heck, that basically for the team that I cover for ESPN's NFL Nation, the Minnesota Vikings kind of wrote their strategy in the offseason that, hey, we need to fix the run defense because of what happened on Christmas Day. Granted, there were other things that factored into that, but getting embarrassed on national TV in the America's Game of the Week spot. The Saints have a way of doing that, and they're going to be doing it in prime time again on Thanksgiving. That is an 8.20 p.m. kickoff. With Trevor Simeon, though. With Trevor Simeon versus Josh Allen. Now, for Josh Allen, you brought him up. This is a good time for him to bolster his MVP campaign a little bit because it's kind of felt like Tom Brady's going to run away with it. For a while, it was like Tom Brady, Josh Allen. You know, One goes up, one goes down. And that 9-6 loss at Jacksonville, did not help his case whatsoever. Then he comes back the following week and just thunders through the Jets' defense. And that seems to kind of maybe, like, even things out a little bit. But then he loses last week. Um, you know, the, the the Bills lose last week against the Colts. And it feels like we're in a spot now where if Josh Allen really wants to contend for that award, this is the time to do it. When, you know, on the other side of things, I mean, Trevor Simeon is probably due for a couple interceptions today. I mean, through two interceptions in the loss to the Eagles last week, he's averaging 56.9% uh, a completion percentage this year. And I feel like this Bills defense is coming hungry for more than just turkey because they've got 15 interceptions on the season. It's tied for the second most in the NFL. They've allowed opposing passers to complete just 57.7% of their passes, which is also um, the lowest in the league. So there's a lot that they want to do to kind of keep that trend moving forward. And they're going to be able to do it against a Saints team that's going to be without Alvin Kamara and multiple, multiple other players, offensive players due to injury, including tight end Adam Troutman. Um, So that Bills number one pass defense seems primed for a pretty big day on Thanksgiving. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, 5G-capable device is required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Straight ahead, the Patriots are playing well, but their food takes are absolute trash. We're going to get into those next here on Greeny, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
You know what's great about Thanksgiving Day outside of the football and food and, and many of you spending time with family and friends is that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is back. It was something that didn't happen last year, at least in, with the fans and the spectators. Uh, they were shut out in 2020 along the route throughout New York City. They can now line the streets again. My brother just sent me a tweet. I saw Baby Yoda's fat head floating down the street and it made me really happy. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. I'm Courtney Cronin. She's Amber Wilson. We're keeping you company on this Thanksgiving day. We know many of you right now are in the car, driving, listening to ESPN Radio. I just got an email from Keith Fulcher, who's driving from Hernando, Mississippi, to Little Rock, Arkansas, to New Orleans, eight and a half hours on the road. We appreciate you, Keith, and others out there listening to us on Thanksgiving. Giving Day. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline and all callers will join us on the Dr. Pepper hotline. Going to throw out that number now because we're back into some food takes. 888 say espn That's 888-729-3776. You can also hit Amber and I up on Twitter. My handle at Courtney R. Cronin. Amber's at Amber W790. It's week 13 in college football and Saturday on ESPN and ESPN Radio. We've got Ellis you hosting number 15 Texas A&M in Death Valley 7 p.m. Eastern Time the college football pre this college football preview is brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with closing times averaging under 21 days Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done visit them at ccm.com so of course since this is holiday radio We always talk about food because what else are we doing on holidays other than eating? It's an American tradition that goes along with football unlike any other. And the New England Patriots, who host the 8-3 Tennessee Titans on Sunday, they talked about football this week, but they also talked about food. And they came with the takes. I want you to hear some of these, and I want you to react to some of these. Here's Mac Jones, Patriots quarterback, with a very controversial, in my opinion, dessert take. Here it is. You don't like pie? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. So simple as that. <laughs> okay, from one trash take to another, here's Matt Judon from I believe this was Tuesday. Here's his thoughts on macaroni and cheese. We gotta get macaroni and cheese off the table. Alright guys. It's just cheese and noodles. Alright, I'm going up I'm getting on my soap opera. It's just cheese and noodles. And it's not that good. Get a macaroni and cheese off the table, and it'd be a much better Thanksgiving for everybody in the house. Every time I try it, it's the same thing, and it's disgusting. If you want to have a good Thanksgiving, don't cook macaroni and cheese. Okay, well, Matt Judon, you can just stay home then. You're not coming to my Thanksgiving because macaroni and cheese is a staple. Amber, how do you feel about mac and cheese? Well, I appreciate that Judon actually explained his gripe more because we didn't get much from Mac at all when he was talking about pie. And Mac, Maybe he just has like a lot of cavities or something. Can we, we can go ahead and speculate since he didn't say what it was. I think that's completely fair. I feel like he was giving us quarterback speak when it comes to pies. Like, you gotta expand on what the problem is with pies because not all pies are created equal. I do think certain pies are overrated. I'm okay with going down that path, but there's a whole variety of pies out there. Key lime pie. I mean, that's the bomb.com. I'm sorry. Don't at me. That is the best thing on planet earth. And then uh, a pecan pie. If it's made well on Thanksgiving, 
I'll go after that all day, every day. Apple pie, I find to be overrated. But again, I don't also live in the Northeast when necessarily the best apples available to me. I live in Florida where there's better key limes. And so maybe that it's somewhat of a geographical thing. At least with Junon, he tried to expand on his macaroni and cheese take, although totally trash take. I mean, he starts off by saying it's just noodles and cheese. It's like, yeah, that's the point. It's noodles and cheese, bro. Like, what is better than What's that? What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Cheese, carbs, all day, every day, whether it's pizza, macaroni and cheese, and any other form, cheese and crackers, give it to me. You know what I'm seeing a lot of on social media is people doing Italian foods. I didn't think of, well, I don't think of Thanksgiving and think lasagna, but I've seen a lot of lasagnas in my feed today. That's more of a Christmas thing because I, I honestly, I don't think a lot of people like ham. Maybe that's a controversial take, but just no, I'm not. I'm not a ham person, so I'm. I'd right rather there have with the you. turkey over the the ham, and I and I believe that Christmas people have different traditions in terms of what they eat on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Lasagna is always a big one I see on Christmas Day, but I'm seeing a lot of it on Thanksgiving, which is you know great. I mean, well, lasagna is easy. New- for a holiday, right? Because you well, you can prepare it in advance, and then you put it okay. in the fridge, and then you bake it when you're ready. So from that perspective, I think that's why a lot of people go after it on Christmas. Also, you know, Christmas celebrated in in Italy and around the world. Uh, Thanksgiving, not so much. Like it's just American an American holiday. holiday. Why are we serving Italian food? I don't understand that one. All right. Well, Bill Belichick was on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI. Patriots head coach who doesn't really expand upon a lot of things when asked, but when you ask him about potatoes, he's going all in. Here he is. Oh boy. Well, be hard for me to turn down any type of potatoes, so oh. you know, I'll go with whatever mashed potatoes, scalloped or you know, baked or however they're made. But yeah, yeah you bet. Twice baked. Yeah. Extra extra <laughs> sour yeah. cream. Load them up. Load them up. Yeah. Load That's Wiggy's favorite. <laughs> little, little, maybe a little yeah. bacon, Bill. You bet. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Throw yeah. some butter on there. Yeah, just you know, starch me up. Starch him up. That was Bill Belichick, the Patriots head coach, with his Thanksgiving food take. Is there on... anything surprising about Bill liking potatoes, though? Like, if you had to choose, seems a coach like a meat and potatoes kind of guy, he right? Does. Yeah, maybe he's, Dan he's Campbell just more the, so getting than after Belichick, the bird and but Bill's the potatoes. One of mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean he's a staple guy, so of course he's gonna like the potatoes. Which, my goodness, nobody has you know said anything about mashed potatoes and and that being at the table, but. You know, we want to take potatoes your overrated. Yeah, we want to say okay. it. Amber, Amber's willing to we're fight willing somebody to on up against the hard, hard out. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We want to know what's one Thanksgiving food take that you are willing to fight someone on, like Amber and her mashed potatoes take. There, I'm curious to dive into that a little bit more. We're going to get into that in hour two of Greeny ESPN Radio and the ESPN app coming up next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.